All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The first selection of the National Hockey League draft belongs to the Daily Faceoff podcast. Comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, jam, stop! Stop! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. And the zone, Sikora picked it up, got it back near side of Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 4, Episode 17 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. Extended my Iron Man streak, kept it alive. But kids overplaying this sickness, so I yeah. gotta, gotta overplay it, you know? You gotta make sure that uh, the people know. Grinded at all times. No, but the I'm sick legit- game. He's gonna write a post about it yeah. tomorrow. Just draw all the parallels to MJ's game. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I'm basically just not going to talk up. this entire Shut episode. Up. I'm going to let you guys take the show. because We're anybody, off to a great start. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think anybody wants to listen to me talking a lot today. I sound like shit, so you don't, sound, even, don't you even plug your nose. I sound pretty similar to how I normally That's sound. That's what I was going to say. Brack kind of sounds a lot like this. <laughs> it's a little um, bit worse than normal. But uh, yeah, you guys have already heard from my two co-hosts. we got Beavis Body, Jonesy Birth, you as always. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the jokes. Episode 100 last week, we uh, had a little bit of fun with it. Uh, glad we still got made that it to intro out there. But now we're uh, we're turning the page on to the next hundred. Starting with episode one hundred and one here, season four, episode seventeen. Uh, we're going to start today's show with our stars of the week, as usual. Uh, 
Patrick Laine a couple weeks ago got special treatment. We got to keep him off of our uh, star of the week. He was he too had, good. He, he was too good. And we're going to give that similar treatment to Alex Ovechkin. Uh, he was great uh, last week, but we also want to dive into Alex Ovechkin's numbers a little bit more as well before we get into everything. So uh, without further ado, Beebs, we'll start with you. Star of the week for whatever week it was last week, December 10th to December 16th. Star of the week for me. Um Captain, fresh captain, out of Buffalo, Jack Eichel. Always been a big fan of this guy. He's finally starting to prove why he was taken behind. D's boy, Austin Matthews. Huge week last week. Nine points, which was second among all players. Um, Five goals, again, second among all players because Obi went nuts. Three power play points, a plus four, uh, and 21 minutes of ice average from a forward. Was an absolute stud. But the biggest thing I love about him, four points on Sunday. I love those Sunday Warriors, the guys who can take it home when the other team is doing their yard work all day thinking they got the week one. And then <laughs> a guy like Jack Eichel shows up and puts up four points for you and plus three. I love it. Huge week from Jack. Um, he is deserving of my beef star of the week. You love Jack Eichel. So I absolutely – I hate the number change, though, because I owned his jersey, and now that he's number nine – I own a Jack Eichel 15, so it's a little retro, but, uh, yeah, you know, Jack, looking great in the nine. I'm sure you're not alone. You're yeah. not going to be the only guy out there with a 15 Eichel jersey these days. That's true. It'll be worth more in the future. He Look looks, that like, ten oh. times better in the nine, so it both on ice and just overall it looks more natural. Yeah, the number change seems to be playing much better with number nine on yeah. Jack. On fire. I, I'm in a league... Uh, that just counts like it's just a roto league. Counts number changes. No, oh. it's a roto league though, and like <laughs> you get like uh, you get like twenty bucks or whatever for every week that you win, like whatever you lead the league in points uh, for the week. And I have Eichel in that league, so I've seen him take home. I was a couple points out of the the weekly lead. And Eichel starts the day off with a four-point game. Like, oh, good stuff. Yeah, it was an early afternoon game, too, so it was a nice little, like, scare the hell out of people. So Um, I ended up taking it on the back of Jack Eichel. So I, you know, I appreciate it. Between Eichel and Calgary, if anyone had that combo, they put up, like, ten points by the time dinner came around on Sunday. (laughs) So that's a nice, uh... It's a nice way to do your football Sunday with a little hockey win. A little ha- hockey appetizer. Yeah, an absolute... There's been a lot of Sunday games this year. Um, oh, it's been packed. Like, normally oh, I normally I just sit there on Sunday and watch football, and there's only, like, four games or something. Seems yeah, like every, every like, week there's seven or eight games. Like, oh, my God. Here in Canada, we get our hometown hockey, like, Sunday night, yeah. whatever game it is, and you look forward to it. Now we got full days. I literally I never it. watched Not complaining. I never do either, unless it's a Windsor <laughs> shout-out or yeah. somewhere where I visited. It was in Chatham last past weekend. Yeah. Chatham-Kent. Pretty cool. Neighboring Local county shout out. to uh, Windsor's Almost S-16. Travis Konechny. So there you go. Really? True. Yeah, and True. TJ Brody. Yep. Yeah, I knew that one. Jenny Moore? No. We'll think. Yeah. Do you, who's your star of the week? Uh, I got Darnell Nurse. Um, Stubbly. Nurse, one of the best pickups last week. Unfortunately, uh, his opportunity didn't come until Tuesday night after we did the show on Monday. Uh, but Nurse had a huge week, took full advantage of Clef Bomb going down with a hand injury. Looked great on the top power play unit. He ended up with two goals and four assists in four games last week. Played at least 27 minutes in all four of those games. Uh, should continue just to get a ton of usage so long as Clefbaum is out. One of the hottest wave wire pickups in the league right now. It's already up to 55%. Uh, so act fast if he's still available. Because, uh, yeah, you're not going to find production yeah. from a blue liner like that on the wave wire too often. 29 just absolutely steps out. I even I just went to look at it for D before, and I was like, whoa, it's yeah. got to be a mistake. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Those are just cleft bomb minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's standard for cleft bomb these yeah. days. So Nurse is kind of just taking that over. Uh, and it seems like it's going to be like that for the time being. Yeah, I started writing a waiver wire post on uh, Friday afternoon. And uh, cleft bomb was the first guy I wrote about. Rip. It's a picture. Top of the uh, featured picture was was uh, was Nurse. Sorry. And uh, yeah, that... Uh, I never got around to finishing that article, but I started it. Nurse was a hot pickup <laughs> at the time. I think he was only like 30% owned. This is like the apparently. Yeah, and then uh, he's up to 55, you said now, which is huge. I also yeah. had a similar article being written. Um, so, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just never got it out there. <laughs> I, uh, I, started write, I started writing it. I started feeling like shit. I'm like, you know, I, I'm giving up the dream on this one. And then I was going to, I'm like, you know what? I'll finish it Sunday. I'll finish it Sunday. And then I woke up Sunday. Not only was I sick, but I was also hungover because I had a Christmas party. I'm sorry, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever been sick it's and hungover out. at the He's same time. like job. two days hungover right now. This uh, is stemming from Saturday. It was it was a rough go. Also, uh, D, Chatham Alert, Seth Griffin. <laughs> All right. Maple Leafs waiver wire. Waiver gone. We probably could have cut it at TJ Brody. <sighs> Who uh, I was looking for, though. My star of the week, not from Chatham, uh, Mark Shifley. Shit. Shifley led all players in points last week with 11. Kitchen. Guy had four, uh, four games last week. Four straight multi-point efforts, five goals, six assists, 11 points, added two game-winning goals on top of that Freak. two four games. Just nuts. An absolutely crazy week. Uh, but let's talk about Alex Ovechkin, who also had a massive week. Uh, he had back-to-back Hatties last week uh, and gave added another goal. Uh, so gave him seven goals in three games for the week. Uh, I just want to talk about Ovechkin here. Like he's just playing ridiculous right now. Out of his mind. Uh, on pace for like seventy-four goals, which is insane. Uh, right now, he is fifteenth all time with six hundred and thirty-six goals. Gordy Howe second all time with eight hundred and one. So I just want to know a couple things here. One, will he score more than seventy goals this season? <laughs> if not, how many goals is he going to score? And number three, will he get to eight hundred? Or I, more importantly, 801 or 802 and break Gordie Howe's record for second all-time. Touching Gretzky is going to be tough, but uh, second is certainly doable. attainable. Yeah. So, Beebs, we'll start with you. Can you get 70 this year? Let's start there. I'm going to say no. That's bold. Um, <laughs> super bold on my part. Just no one, I mean, no one's been above, what, 62 since Ovi did it back in a couple years ago, I believe. Um, and then before that, I think it was Stammer was close. So really, no one's been anywhere close to 70 in a long, long time since when the goalies were wearing little breadsticks on their knees. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, I think I, I, I would love to see it happen. It's great for scoring, great for the game, great for fantasy hockey, great for daily fantasy, which we love to see. But um, I think there's going to be a time where he goes cold, he scores one goal across 10 games, and that's just enough to, you know, keep him from that 70 even if he keeps this current pace, still absolutely crazy season. Um, yeah, for me, it's just. Uh, but I, as far as his legacy goes, him passing Gordy Howe, I could see it happening. The one thing standing in his way, I think, is his country that he comes from, Russia. I could see him being one of those guys who still has a bit of juice in the tank, and that thirty-eight goes back to the KHL. But I could also see him being the guy who has the ego in a positive way that he's going to want to pass Howe, stick around until he does that. It's only 168 goals, I believe, which is not that many. 
Um, as long as he continues at this pace, right? Oh, if he yeah. starts to slow well, down. I mean, this pace, he could do it in three years. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't mean this pace, but I mean his pace that he's generally yeah, yeah, absolutely. from year to year. Uh, just quickly to touch on 70 goals, it's actually only happened 14 times in NHL history. Yeah. And uh, since 2000, it's happened the closest is with OB 65, with 65. 2007, yeah. 2008. Which is just, and that season was ridiculous. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, <laughs> 112 uh, points. Do you guys? Uh, what do you think, D? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, like, obviously, um, you look at the shooting percentage, it's pretty crazy right now, 22.5%. Yeah, a little uh, high. And he's really not shooting that much more uh, than he did last season, so uh, I think you can kind of expect him to continue at last year's pace from here on out, which was still a 49-goal pace. Yeah. Uh, probably put him in the mid-50s, maybe low-60s, if all goes well. I think he has to stay just incredibly hot uh, and continue to shoot as much as he does, obviously, to come close to 70 uh, which you know, shooting twenty two percent hard Crazy. to do in the first place. It's even harder when you're shooting four shots a game. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing. Like, if so, if you average it out right now, he's averaging uh, over four shots a game. But career shooting percentage is just twelve point seven. If you just take a look at the numbers uh, as a whole, that would put him on pace for twenty six to thirty goals to finish out the year, which would give him fifty five to fifty nine goals. So might not even get to sixty. Sixty might even be a bit of a stretch, but. Incredible pace, nonetheless. Well, he's only done sixty the uh, the one time too. Yeah. That was the yeah. only time he ever went over sixty. So, but be now pretty let, huge. Let, let's talk to about it quickly. Will he get to eight hundred beeps? Yes, because I think he's just a freak and he's a one of a kind. And yes, D. I think yes. I think he's got at least two more forty goal seasons left in him. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously barring injury. Uh, but for him, that's never really been an he doesn't issue. Doesn't seem to be slowing down. He's at, shown it's only getting hotter, right? Like he's shown absolutely no signs of slowing got that down. Russian he got that Russian um, too. So yeah, I, like obviously he's just an exceptional, exceptional uh, talent. Uh, and I just think you know his game just ages a little slower, and we haven't really seen it yet. So I don't know how the fall from grace is going to be once it happens. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a short fall to there's a goal with thir- a year with thirty five and then thirty and just kind of tail out, or if, you know it's all just going to fall out at once. Um, or he could try to turn it out like Yager and still put in 20 goals a year up until, you know, late 30s, early 40s. So uh, I just think he's got so much time left and shows no sign of slowing down. Uh, it's hard to imagine him not scoring, what is it, 150 more goals or yeah. so, uh, especially just given the tear he's on right now. I uh, I agree a little bit with Beebs. I think the Russian factor, the KHL factor, could play into it. I think he chases the record. I think but he chases I th- the record, too. I think, uh, I think that there's definitely a bit of a Yager-Yager potential here as well but even if there isn't all he's got to do is score 35 goals for the next four years average 35 goals for the next four years which seems super easy especially with the people around him too it's not like he's it's a bad team he's still only 33 so if he plays till he's you know 38 it should not be too difficult for him he's only finished with 35 uh three times in his career 32 32 and 33 so it's not unreasonable to expect and think about if he goes next year you know when he's only 34 and scores 50 Makes it that much more attainable. So we are all on the, the same page. We all think he's getting to, to 80 or 800, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's dive into a segment that we didn't get to last week. And this is where you guys can really start to talk and I'll just sit back and shut up my nasally uh, self up. And D, we'll start with you on this one. It's legit, not legit. Bring it back for the first time in a while. But we're going to start with one of your boys, D. Uh, maybe one of the more obvious cases, but we're going to start with Mitch Marner, who's got 43 points, eight goals. 35 assists in 33 games. Is Mitch Marner legit or not legit? I think he's legit. I don't know if he's going to hit triple-digit points this year. I think it's certainly in his future. 
You just look at the talent around him and how good he is. Uh, dad does. I, his yeah. dad does. Yeah, his dad definitely does. <laughs> Apparently, according to the tweets. Um, but yeah, like as far as creating high danger chances go, when you're playing for a team like the Leafs, it's going to add up to a lot of assists, and that's obviously what's happened uh, with Marner at this point. His on-ice shooting percentage is a little high, 13.8%. You'd expect that to come down, although you, you know, honestly looking at it, you would expect it to be relatively high when you consider your skating with John Tavares for the full season. Um, so I imagine that kind of ends up around 11, maybe even 12%. So I don't expect that to fall off too far. And then you look at his shooting percentage, just 8.6%, uh, pretty considerably below his career average. And he's actually shooting the puck more this year. He's on pace for a career high, 231 shots. So the assist might fall off a bit, but the goals should pick up. Uh, I really think he finishes above 90 points this season. I think 80, as long as he's healthy, is a lock. Uh, so I'll say legit for Marner, although I do expect the pace to drop off just a touch. I say super legit. So on top of that, um, I think I actually wrote super legit a couple did times. Did you? So. That's <laughs> um, the the, uh, the primary assists speak for themselves. He leads the NHL along with my boy Miko Rantanen with 28 primary assists. Yep. Uh, meaning he is the guy making that final play to get that puck in the net. Um, and 28 at this point in the year is absolutely ridiculous. 33 games in, there's a lot of guys who collect those secondary nothing, not nothing assists, but the ones that you know. Uh, again, this just proves how legit this guy the noise. is. Yeah, um, they found a connection with him and Tavares, and it's something that obviously you're going to ride all year. Why wouldn't you? Um, Matthews is back. I think it bodes well for him on the power play. We love power play points of fantasy. So does everyone else. Um, for me, I think I, I'm with you. I think 80s for sure attainable if he keeps us up, stays healthy. 90, I think likely, and I would love to see him hit 100. But um, if not. I mean, next year, I think it's without a doubt, but yeah, for it's sure. It's crazy like, to think he's still at the age where he uh, should be yeah. getting better from year to year, and these are already the results we're seeing. From I him. think he's the best point producer on the Leafs. Yeah, but that was yeah. my uh, – me yeah. and Brock did a like just a season preview article for the season, and we had to give a few bold predictions. Yeah. And one of mine – I don't know how bold it was, but at the time it was. So lead, the, 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 lead, said, lead the team in points. Lead the team in points, yeah. yeah. And it looks like so – It's just crazy. It's just crazy point. to see him go like – like, I think he does have a reasonable chance of getting to 100. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Especially just going to be crazy if he gets yeah. there at, like, 20 and 80. It just seems wild. I yeah. think he's definitely the legit- Well, he's kind of always been that kind of player, right? But he's shooting more, too. Like, 230 yeah. shots, that shouldn't net you more than just 20 goals, right? And that's but- why I think that it, I think that it, he will uh, get over 95. He'll, he'll, he'll eclipse 95, and it might be because... He starts picking up a couple extra mm-hmm. goals here, even if the assists take a hit. Yeah. He has the ability. The other night he scored two, yeah. like, absolutely ridiculous. Their power play has gone ice cold, too, so they, yeah. the numbers could be even more inflated than they are. Absolutely. It doesn't help at they're, all. They're, yeah. I honestly still think the Leafs are just scratching the surface, and they're going to go on a run this year. That, We're just starting to see their full top nine together, yeah. right? So, like, They're going to go on a run this year where it just, uh, they're just lighting uh, up again. I'm just kind of nervous. Anderson's already given them uh, his hot month of goaltending. So. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> hey, for fantasy purposes... Do you like one unbelievable month, two mediocre months, and then like one really good month again? So hopefully that works out. Hey, if they April. start getting into some six five uh, shootouts, <laughs> yeah, it's, good it's fine for, for fantasy owners as long as it's, you know you're not an Anderson owner. But all right, let's go uh, stick in the same division here. Braden Point, twenty one goals, twenty two assists, forty three points in thirty four games. Uh, we've talked about Braden Point quite a bit. Uh, numbers are a bit inflated, but what do you guys think? Legit or not legit? D, we'll start with you again. I think he's a legit point-per-game player this season. I just think the goals are going to have to tail off sooner than later. He's shooting 23.6%, and he's on pace for less shots than he finished with last year, just 215. Uh, his on-ice shooting percentage also a little high at 11.9%, though that's not crazy unsustainable uh, with Nikita Kucherov on your wing. Uh, so I think he'll tail off a bit, but should finish comfortably above a point-per-game this season. 
Yeah, I'm kind of in the exact same boat again, D, not to ride your coattails yet again. But for me, uh, the scoring is obviously inflated at 21 goals through 32 games. It's absolutely ridiculous. He has a career high in power play points already with 15. So that just proves where a lot of the points are coming from. That bodes well for him this year if he can continue to stack off that. Um, I have him as a, much like Marner, kind of a 90-point guy. Um, a little bit more goal scoring potential. Yeah. But it's someone who's finding himself in a ridiculous situation. It's someone who's proven to be a lot better than people thought he originally would be. Um, points been a steal for everyone. And uh, and yeah, and I think he's an extremely legit yeah. option. It was it was weird too because he played on that top power play unit for like all of last season. Uh, and then when this year started, they had Miller up there because it was Miller, Stamkos, Kutra. Yeah. That whole line was on there with Alex Kalorn who played the net front a lot of last season. But Miller kind of took a spot. So it was a little strange. Um, but I would say, I don't know, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but the last 10, 15 games or so, uh, might be more like 20, but that top unit has kind of been cemented to be Stamkos, Kutra, Gord, and Point. So it yeah. looks like Point has a spot on there moving forward, uh, which is a big Top reason why. Too, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, touches the puck a lot on the power play. He's going to get a lot of... Uh, secondary assists as well as the primary assists. Uh, obviously has a great shot too, like we talked about. So I think point per game uh, is pretty much a lock at this point, uh, just given the usage as much as anything else. But you got to expect the goals to drop off a bit. Yeah, I- I'm going to say legit too. Uh, but I also think he's a really good sell-high candidate because he's really not shooting the puck a whole lot. I mean, he's only at 89 shots in 34 games. Yep. Uh, I still think they'll like, give this head start. I think point can add another 20. Uh the rest of the season and finish above 40 goals and then the assist or yeah. like you guys said they're gonna it come. might be like the highest he gets for a while though you know what I mean uh, his goal total just with this head start oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice I, think, yeah. I think he's a great sell high could be a career day. year for goals for him so yeah. I would agree yeah not that I don't like I said I think he's a point per game player right and like, I, that's why I think he's still legit I still think he's gonna be above point per game uh, but I would be looking to move him because I think you can you can get a ton for him right now. Yeah. Uh, and I th- you know I talked about him as a sell high candidate a couple weeks ago. So if you haven't taken advantage of it yet, he really hasn't slowed yeah. down uh, at all yet. So and I, I think th- uh, it's like they're him and Marner both have the same amount of points right now. And I think we would all kind of agree Marner has a better chance. Of yeah, I'd rather have Marner going oh, yeah. forward. But I yeah. mean, I you, you I'd reasonably expect maybe Braden Point to score. Uh, 15 more goals of yeah, the rest of the season, too. Yeah. So uh, it all depends what kind of league you're in. Uh, I think you're right, though. In terms of points, rest of the season, I'd take Barter. Mm. Uh, goals, obviously, point at this point. <laughs> but uh, let's move on. Same division Rock's again. Sick jokes. Uh, I, <laughs> the just, laugh match the joke. It's just it's a pathetic yeah. laugh. So. It's a pathetic laugh, pathetic joke. Uh, same <laughs> division. Jonathan Huberto been absolutely lights out as of late, uh, especially on Alexander Barkov's wig. On the season, Huberto, 9 goals, 29 assists to give him 38 points in 31 games. Beeves, go with you on this one. Legit or not legit, Jonathan Hubies. I, Jonathan Hubies, absolutely <laughs> legit. I don't even know where that came from. I think he's super legit. Um, and uh, we, we've been super high on Hubies for a while. Uh, Brock always loves him, but the guy I'll just... smoking Hubies. The guy just cannot stay healthy. Um, he did last year, which was a, a revelation for him. Um, this year, he has been healthy, and... God, dude's a wizard. You watch the games, and he's just finding people left and right. Um, I think his vision's legit, and when you're playing with a guy like Alex Barkov, I mean, things are going to connect. Um, this is a team where they got to figure something out, and if this is working, maybe this is something, you know, they, Bob Bugner rides out hard there. Boogs. Uh, Boogs. Uh, we saw Barkov score a hat-trick in Toronto over the weekend, obviously with a little help from Huberto there. I think he is a legitimate point-per-game threat, a guy who a lot of people aren't really paying attention to because no one cares about Florida right now yeah. and in fantasy so he makes a nice little uh, target in trades um, and he's all over the power play if he stays healthy big if I like him a lot but he, much like Marner he's going to get a ton of assists not a ton of goals 
um, shooting percentages right there at the career averages. You know, I agree. He is a wizard. Um, he's a wizard. I think he's legit. Like Beeb said, uh, neither his personal shooting percentage or his on-ice shooting percentage are inflated at all. He's done extremely well on the top line with Barkov. 54.3 Corsi for 4.6 relative Corsi. Uh, top minutes on a good power play. That can't be un- understated. And, yeah, he's obviously a big part of that. Uh, there's really no reason why this can't continue. Uh, seems to just be finally hitting his potential. Uh, so good on him. I, I think he finishes above 80 points so long as he stays healthy. Yeah, uh, the one thing, too, that, I mean, it, nothing's really changed uh, for Huberto this year. Well, other than, playing with Barkov. Well, the, that, they no, did like play that, together a lot last I'm week. I'm just saying, too. like, in terms of his, his underlying numbers, nothing. Yes. Everything looks in line, and the only difference is Tons a drastic assists. uptick in power play points. Yeah. And that's going to happen. The, you know, I, he, he maintained a steady floor the last couple of years, and the power play points were kind of lacking. Now they're finally catching up a little bit, and that's turned him from a. 16. I was trying to think. He was on that top unit for most for last most year, right? year, but he just for you know they, Bar- they were really the four forwards were Barkov, Dadanov, uh, Trojak, Huberto, right? Yeah, uh, which is weird because it seems like there's a lot of talent there. You should be able to figure it out, right? It should be a better power play than that. Yeah, uh, and it has been a season. I'm pretty sure they have the most power play goals, the most opportunities, but the most power yeah. play goals. And like you know what, that, that's another team that really heavily features their top power play unit compared to the, the second unit. Like, yeah. they, they they play a ton of minutes, you know, out there for ninety seconds of the of the two minutes. Why see Keith Yandel popping off? Exactly. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit in a few minutes. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, so just adding those extra power play points really elevates you from kind of like a 65-point guy to a point-per-game type of player. So yeah. uh, legit for me there as well because that power play, you know, finally living up to his potential. Uh, Beebs, you talked about these two guys a little bit earlier. Uh, Flames on a tear right now. Monahan has 39 points, 20 goals, 19 assists in 34 games. Uh, Elias Lindholm, 37 points, 17 goals, 20 assists in 34 games. Both on fire. Are they both legit or both not legit? Or it, much like uh, much like their team, I guess, mascot or whatever they are, they are, they are absolutely hot, this team. Um, and it's not just this line. It's Blame the it. top six in Calgary. And this is huge, I think, for both of these guys. Um, because Sean Monaghan and uh, Lindholm clearly showing the connection that they were kind of looking for out of guys like Michael Furland the last couple of years, um, whoever else is slotted in that line with Goudreau and Monaghan. But why I think this line's legit, um, I think they're both point-per-game players. Um, even though they are hot, like I mentioned, the top six is disgusting in Calgary right now. We're yeah. seeing Matthew Tuchuk absolutely Tuchuk. blossom into... <laughs> I, a superstar. He's he's phenomenal to watch. He's got a couple points over a point per game, which is unbelievable. We got Michael Backlund out there doing some damage. It's just I, it's crazy, which is allowing other teams to have to watch other guys, allowing Monahan Goudreau to get open. And this power play um, in Calgary is pretty disgusting. I watched it uh, take just absolutely torch Colorado last week. <laughs> um, hated it. Nothing he could do about it. But I think both these guys are legit. I think Elias Lindholm... People forget how high he was taken. I believe it was five yeah. back when he was on Carolina in like 2012 or something. There's a mm-hmm. reason he was taken mm-hmm. there. Some guys, as we mentioned with Huberto, are late to blossom. This might be one of those guys. He's in a perfect situation. Things seem to be rolling in Calgary. I think that's a that's a gross team, um, and it's really working out for fantasy. I know a lot of people who stacked these guys because Lindholm was cheap. He got him off free agency, and he's really paying off. Um, maybe I'm a little too high on him, but I like it. I, uh, I'm going to go one and one here. I think Monaghan is legit. I think Lindholm on a whole is not legit. Uh, 
I like Lindholm a lot. I obviously think he's worth owning. The only reason I pay him is not legit. I just think he's one of the better sell-high candidates yeah. out there right now. Finished with like 60. Yeah, he's not going to be a 40-goal scorer like he's on pace to be. Oh, yeah. He's shooting 18.7%. Um, but unlike Monaghan, who always shoots at a high clip, uh, Monaghan's career shooting percentage is 15.2%. Uh, this is extremely out of the norm for Lindholm. His career shooting percentage is just 10%. On ice shooting percentage considerably higher than Monaghan's as well, at 13.6%. Monaghan just at 11.7%. I don't know how that happens, to be honest, because yeah. they're literally on the ice all the time together. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's just a couple goals here and there when Monaghan's cut off on a change. But uh, I just think, yeah, it's going to. I think there's no way it gets better for Elias Lindholm, and I think it's very unlikely that he continues this pace. Um, as good as that top line has been, and he should be a huge part of that moving forward. Uh, so I, I think, you know, 25 to 30 points certainly doable in the next whatever 50 games or so uh, yeah. but I'm not expecting a point per game so I, I just think he's a good sell high huge sell high for sure yeah jump on that train yeah and uh, Monaghan I think he might not finish above a point per game uh, he's shooting 18.2 on ice shooting percentage a little high at 11.7 the pace will slow down I think but I, I think he's going to fly past career high of 64 points uh-huh. and I think oh, he's yeah. going to come really close to point per game at the end of the year uh, but I haven't finished in the mid 70s for me uh, it's just going a little too well at Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather own all the players we've talked about before this yeah. um, than these guys. But yeah. 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 Yeah, something has to blow up in Calgary. It doesn't doesn't do this all. Uh, I, Besides I, Mike Smith. I'm yeah. in agreement with, with D on this one. I think that Monaghan is the is the most legit of the, the two. Uh I think that finally like Monaghan's been great because he's a guy that 30, you can just 30. consistently rely yeah, on yeah. to score 30 goals, and you always draft him a little bit lower uh, because people, like, the upside seemed to be capped a little bit after doing it for four straight years, but the consistency was there. Uh, but this year, it looks like he's, you know, even if it, you know that shooting percentage does come down like we expect, should still be a guy that breaks 40 for the first time in his career. Uh, and close to a point per game, I agree. And I also agree, Lindholm, sell-high candidate. Uh, one thing, though, like, I mean, we, we've seen... How much he struggled, uh, not just him, in Carolina. Like, that whole team just struggles to score goals, uh, which really has brought down his career averages. But uh, everything still right now is a little bit inflated. But it looked like look what somebody who's pretty talented could do once they get out of exactly. Carolina. Yeah, I know, yeah. that's pretty bizarre. Uh, I think he's going to end up finishing with a pretty good year. But Couldn't have ended up in a match, a much better spot. Too, no, and you know what? We talked about where line mates go. go. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's like getting the Sagan and Ben of... Yeah. As far as, like, open positions in the offseason. And, you know, what? we talked about him being a sleeper. We talked about him being a guy to pick up early in the season because yeah. he was going to see these minutes. Imagine and how he do you, with you don't feel as bad trading, you know, selling high on these guys. You don't yeah. have to worry about it. You, you got him for nothing. Yeah. Sell him high now and see what you get. Somebody that you would have much you get rather get somebody who does a point per game like yeah. he does the rest yeah. of the year, you still got this well, that's guy the thing. As a free you're, agent. You're, much, you're going to get somebody that you would have much rather had at the start of the season and somebody you can rely on a little bit more. So... I like selling high on Lindholm here. Uh, let's rip through these next couple uh, a little bit faster. We got Sam Reinhardt, who we talked about last week, Biebs. Uh, so we'll start with you again on that one. Eight goals, 24 assists, and 32 games. You had him as a waiver wire pickup last week, so you obviously think he's pretty legit. I think he's pretty legit, but um, a lot of it's connected to who he's playing with. Um, he's done this, as we mentioned last week, away from Jack Eichel, so kind of surprising. But for me, I think his success comes while he's with Jack Eichel. But we've also seen some guys like Jason Palmanville um, succeed. Buffalo's a team where they, they've been known to shuffle lines. I don't see him as a point-per-game guy. Um, it's just the assists are inflated. He's like a poor man's Mitch Marner to me. Um, <laughs> he's he's great. He's gonna he's probably outperforming his draft potential. He'll be much poorer than Mitch Marner at the end of the season. Absolutely. Of the season just a little bit. Um, yeah, he needs a dad like Mitch Marner to, to <laughs> really push for more money. Um, 
But um, yeah, for me, Reinhardt, not that legit. Um, I still love him. Great sell-high candidate right now while we're talking about him. Just two points off of a point per game. But um, yeah, I just it's not for me. Buffalo's a little inflated right now for me. Yeah, I got semi-legit. I agree with you, Vs, exactly what you said. I think he can only drop so far as long as he's skating with Skinner Nickel. Um, but I, I just don't love investing too much in guys who are just uh, so closely tied to the people they skate with. Uh, because we've seen how quickly that can change even yeah. what seem to be the most cemented of lines. Um, so I don't think he comes close to a point per game, but I imagine at this point he obviously gets his first 60-point uh, season. Uh, but if, the big turnoff for me is not shooting the puck a lot, just 67 shots in 34 games, that's not even brutal. two shots a game. That's uh, Yeah, especially when you're playing with Eichel and Skinner. He's obviously defecting a lot to those two, or deferring, excuse me. So, uh, just defecting to yeah. him. See ya. <laughs> See ya, just hanging out with Eichel. <laughs> Chilling in his car. Um, but yeah, I, I would say semi-legit. We're, worth owning, but definitely a guy who's uh, overperformed at this point. Uh, don't mean to put you guys on the spot here, but would you rather have uh, Reinhardt right now or Max Pacioretty? Patchetti. Patchetti for the goals. Well, I imagine they finish close in points at the end of the season. Throughout for the rest. And And Patchetti's kind of been showing signs lately that get me feeling. Except for when he was just like randomly healthy scratch for no reason. But I don't know. No, like I I was just asking because like that's somebody that I think I would I would would want, and I think you could easily get a Patchetti right now. No, that's a good option. Another sell high. I think at this point they put up similar point production, and Patchetti is going to get you a lot more. We also love patches here. We do. Let's go to two Red Wings. Dylan Larkin, fourteen goals, eighteen assists, thirty-two points, and thirty-four games. Games. Gustav Nyquist, 30 points in 34 games. Uh, 21 of those are assists. Uh, D, start with you on this one. Red Wings, Larkin, and Nyquist, legit or not legit? Larkin, one of my super legits. Uh, yeah. He's nearly a point per game despite his 7.4 on ice stream percentage. The boy! His ice time is up to 21 minutes and 39 seconds a game. That kind of usage uh, should help steady his point totals all season. He's been dominant at 5v5 this season. Could easily see him making a push for 80 points. I just think he gets better from here on out. Uh, so I love Larkin a lot right now. I think he's a great trade target, even if you can. Uh, maybe look someone who might think they're selling high on him. Uh, but I really think the best is yet to come with this guy. Nyquist, semi-legit. I think he's worth owning in the interim. Uh, but it's a similar thing with Reinhardt. I just think his value and production are too closely tied to Larkin right now. Uh, but, you know, like Larkin. L- sorry, like like Larkin. Like Larkin. Like, like, that's tough. Yeah, like no. Larkin. Say it ten times. <laughs> Uh, Nyquist seen a ton of minutes right now so as long as he keeps seeing that primo opportunity he should be worth owning he's on pace for a career high 219 shots which you'd love to see from a guy whose MO was just not shooting enough a few years ago Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's worth owning I really do uh, but I don't think it's worth anything more than that. Yeah, I would not make a trade for him. Well, and you know what? Pretty much no of you know, one thing that's crazy is a lot of like the casual owners too like they look at players uh, you know, like that might get traded to a better team and want He's to won. like want them on their team. But a lot of times that doesn't really work out that way. They go to another team, they play with mates they're not used to play with, and their production actually. Drops. Well, if you look at a guy like Nyquist, if he's going to go to a team better than Detroit, he's not going to get first line minutes. Exactly. So like that's exactly right? what I'm saying. He's a, he's a guy that's probably worth trying to yeah. sell right now because he is going to probably get traded eventually. There might be a few exceptions of guys that if they get traded for, they're almost still going to see you know big minutes. Um, but yeah. it doesn't happen too often. Well, at Nyquist, we saw what happened with Tatar. He played first line minutes in Detroit last year. He goes to Vegas, healthy scratch. Uh, 
Obviously, so you guys Definitely would rather have Dylan Larkin than Sam Reinhardt right now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Same time. amount of points, so that's just, I just wanted to ask. One thing about Larkin, too, that I've noticed has well, he's been dominating three-on-three play, which is just phenomenal for yeah. those leagues that have game-winning goals. He's got a couple now. I yep. believe in three-on-three. Just so, so fast. It's a nice little addition Thank John Tavares for the one. Yeah. yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. Gift wrap. Um, but yeah, this, that's another guy that you could maybe offer uh, Sam Reinhardt Nick for was right the now. Sauce on he's one of those guys. Me and Brock were talking earlier about 18-year-olds that jumped in the league, and you're like, Oh, they're only that old. Like yeah. it's kind of a guy like that to me. Yeah. He's only 21 years old. I, I in my notes, he's still in his development stages. Is really here, um, and he put up 63 last year on an mm. absolutely dog shit team. So yeah, I think he's super legit. The one thing that's really I nice about those two is I think he's awesome. He's surprisingly awesome. You can have both of them on your team. Like I'm sure a lot of people do. And he, uh, Larkin seems to be constantly looking for uh, for Nyquist, uh, especially on the power play, which is nice. But I think again, I agree with you guys. D. Uh, you said Larkin's super legit. I agree. Nyquist's semi legit. I think Nyquist is a very nice sell high candidate right now. Uh, you can probably still get guy, him on the Larkin's live. Larkin's a guy that I th- still think there's even better days to come here. And yeah, he I puts would be, on some I'd be targeting his. Like I said, yeah. almost point per game despite 7.4 on a shooting percentage. So a lot of that, too, has to do with what he has to play with. So might not get better this year, but year to year it should improve for sure. Because advantage at 28 points. Uh, 11 goals, 17 assists in 32 games quickly. Legit or not legit? Legit. Shooting percentage on it, shooting percentage, nothing out of the ordinary. He's playing nearly 20 minutes a night, firing a ton of shots. On pace for 256 shots on goal, uh, which shatters previous career high of 212. Someone's got to rack up the points in the Rangers. We say that all the time. Literally, um, I have someone has to score yeah. as my first line. Yeah, Zibanej has the guy, for sure. So yeah. he's legit, worth owning, definitely. Shooting a career low 9.8% right now while putting up those ridiculous numbers. Uh, well, not ridiculous, but those very good numbers. So yeah. can only do better. Exactly. Um, I think he's legit as well, too, as I mentioned. Just nothing percent. inflated about Top his scoring option in New York. Agree, legit for sure. Uh, the one thing I'm just going to add quickly is props to us. How many of these guys have we talked about here that have, we've been recommending for weeks, like years? Like, some of them. Like, Advantage yes. Ad was like a sleeper. A lot of guys that we talked about. Tom Gustav out there like a month ago, just being like, "Yeah, just in case you need a winger, pick up for a week." Braden Point's a guy we were higher on than a lot of people. Hubro's a guy we've always been high on. Lindholm's a guy we talked about being a sleeper. Larkin's a guy we talked about being a sleeper. Advantage Ad's a guy we talked about being a sleeper. All out, like just performing extremely well right now. Uh, even Next Marner, guy, we had ranked higher than most. Players. Exactly. Next guy as well, Andre Cash, another guy we were talking about to pick up a couple weeks ago. 14 points in 16 games. Added another goal tonight. Legit or not legit? Semi-legit. I'll go first here. Yep. Uh, he's worth owning. Again, I don't think he's anywhere near a point-per-game player just yet. Uh, he's in a great spot with all the injuries Anaheim has on the wing. Should be with Getzlav for the foreseeable future. Brock, you're all about Getzlav right now. You just, just love added the Just an empty net too, so he's, he's crazy. Another multi-point game for Getzlav. Just yeah. on fire. Uh, but... Uh, cash, eh? How are we saying it today? Cash. cash that's what we're going to say today. Uh, shooting percentage and on-ice shooting percentage, both a little inflated right now. I imagine he settles in around a 60-point base. A bit of an improvement for what he did a year ago. Still young, still improving. Uh, but the numbers don't suggest he's like quite there just yeah. yet. I don't think he, I think this is a little bit of a, of a hot hand riding this line. He was a seventh-round pick a couple years ago. There's a reason he went seventh. Not to ride that that hard, but at 23, I don't think he's the su- a superstar in any means. I think he's a great pickup, like you mentioned. A lot of injuries out in Anaheim. Phenomenal pickup right now, but Ricard Raquel is coming back eventually when he does. That's when you start to wonder. Um, it's a tremendous if, seventh round yeah, pick. If those times, oh, phenomenal! Twenty-three year old seventh round pick. Absolutely amazing. Corsi fifty-seven relative Corsi eleven point five. Oh. Yeah, so um, well, he's played yeah. almost every game with. Uh, well, the, goes, that, that's why nice I have him slot. only as semi legit. I absolutely love this kid, but. There's a lot of concerns. Carlisle is one of those guys that loves to just jumble his lines all the time, yeah. and we saw. 
Cash go to the fourth line the other day. Yeah, I was going to say, as much as he loves Cash, he loves Aberg too, right? Exactly. So uh, I think once Raquel comes back, uh, I don't think that spot on yeah. the, that second That's Raquel's spot. spot, yeah. Can't forget about Corey Perry. Either. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even when it's just Raquel back, I, I think Aberg has just as good of a shot yep, at absolutely. holding on to that spot. And I think like it, the, the way I see it is Raquel's obviously there, and it's going to be Aberg for five games, Cash for five games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no, you're not guaranteed. Uh, to get it uh, all the time. Uh, a couple defensemen quickly now. Mark Giordano talked about him earlier. 35 points, 6 goals, 29 assists in 32 games. Legit, not legit. Not legit point per game guy. This is a guy who hasn't put up more than, I believe it was 59 in his career. But um, is having a huge year right now. We've talked about how hot Calgary is. And if we're going to say that Elias St. Lindholm's going to slow down, I think everyone else is going to slow down with him. Great spot, up for a career year. Definite trade high target for me right now. Um, two shorthanded goals last week, which should be mentioned. That's hilarious. Good yep. for you, Mark. Good for you, Mark. Good for you, Mark. Um, so, semi-legit, but he's not a point-per-game defenseman. Yeah. Uh, Move him for a guy like Carlson. Yeah, I'll say legit, although I do expect some regression, so I'm in the same boat as you here, Beebs. On ice shooting percentage, uh, pretty high for defenseman, 11.9%. But he's going to continue to rack up a lot of points so long as he's the main facilitator for Calgary's top line that we talk so much about. Uh, it's the same thing that's going on with Riley and Toronto. Uh, but at 35 years old, Giordano, to his credit, playing more minutes than he ever has. Possession numbers are as strong as they've ever been. He's on pace for career high, 233 shots. So for that, I have to say legit. Always been criminally underrated. Guy I've always loved. Playing phenomenal right now. One of the best teams in hockey. I'm going legit. Keith Yandel, guy we talked about again earlier. Power plays on fire. 30, or 29 points in 31 games. Legit, not legit. I could repeat what I just said for yeah. Giordano about Yandel. Um, exact same thing. We saw him kind of already take a little step back last week. One assist across three games. Maybe not a step back, but this is what I see for him. Even if he puts up a point every three games for the rest of the year, he's still going to have an extremely good season. Should end somewhere close to his 59-point career high that he had, I believe, a season ago. Um, so semi-legit Keith Yandel for me in a great spot. He's going to power play that – or quarterback that power play. It's not Ekblad's – He's going to power play that quarterback. Power play that quarterback. <laughs> um, it's not Ekblad's spot like we thought it might be. It's Keith Yandel's. Yeah, I I agree. I got semi-legit here. I think that Panthers power play is legit. Uh, he'll continue to be a big part of that. But he's already got 20 power play points through 31 games. Uh, it's a little unrealistic to expect that to continue. Uh, so expect his power play numbers to drop off a bit. But his 5v5 numbers look good. Nothing off about his shooting percentage. So no reason to expect much regression there. Uh, looks like it's going to be a career year for Keith Handel. Yeah, yeah. agree. Which is crazy. Uh, locked at in this the age, yeah. Him yeah. and well, Giordano. Both good, good for him both. Yes. Yeah. Good on him. High scoring NHL. Locked into a top power play spot that's absolutely stacked and gets used a ton. Yeah. I'm saying legit as well. We've seen guys like, um, what's the name there? Campbell, Redhead. Absolutely. Brian Campbell. Brian Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> like Slay from that position. 50 be, assists. Yeah, be fantasy stud. So this is he's just filling in the roles. You know? Two more guys before we go to the break. Tory Krug, 18 points and 22 games after missing the start of the year with an injury. D, legit, not legit. Super legit. 10 power play points in 18 games. That should not continue, but his 5v5 production, excuse me, actually do for some positive regression. His on-ice shooting percentage sits at just 6.8% right now. Uh, so that should go up, and five-on-five five play is only going to get easier for him when Patrice Bergeron is back in the lineup. Uh, Krug slowly pushing himself into the top-tier fantasy D-man, uh, and he's piling up nearly three shots a game right now. Uh, so I, I think the goals are going to be there as well as the assists. I think he's super legit. Yeah, they have absolutely yeah, absolutely no one else to put out there on yeah. power plays and at other points. 
of the game. So that Grizzly, baby. Super legit. The Grizzly. What's the that? Grizz. Zach Lofton might take you out. Um, but everyone's hurt, so this is the guy. Even uh, when everyone's healthy. Absolutely, yeah. But especially right now. Um, point per game, not legit. But he is, um, he's in for a career year, much like Keith Yandel. Um, I like Tory Krug a lot. I think anyone who could step on a power play, like you said, with Bergeron Marchand. Been doing this pasta. Pasta. That's what you're looking for. I uh, I think Krug's the most legit out of the guys we've talked about so far on this list. I think Krug. uh, I'd rather have Krug over Giordano and Yandel at this point, uh, even though the other two have been fantastic. Uh, So I'm going super legit with Krug. I guess now from here on out, or maybe I have to come up with a better list. But this segment should be called "How fucking legit are you?" Yeah. How crazy legit is? We haven't went too many not legits, but last one. Shea Weber. Four goals, three assists, seven points in nine games. D, legit or not legit? Not legit. Oh, how legit are you? Not fucking legit. Not legit. Uh, he'll be a steady source of goals, uh, so definitely worth owning as far as that goes. Uh, but he's shooting at 11.8%. That's got to come down. On our shooting percentage, 11.2%. Uh, by far would be the highest of his career. I think his career high before that is like 8% or something like that. Uh, so both of those do to drop a lot. It's been nine games for him. You should expect to see those kind of inflated totals when he's got seven points. Like I said, worth owning for sure because of the goals. Uh, but his assist totals, I think, are really going to hold him back. So, not legit for me. I totally think Shea Weber's going to keep up this uh, goal every other game pace. Now, I'm t- I'm <laughs> Just I'm rack up 40? Not legit for me at, um, as well, but I put at least a half point per game instead of a half goal per game. Um, he's come out flying, uh, much like his team. But he started a little late, as we know. But uh, Montreal, I think this is a team, one of the main teams that's going to have some uh, negative regression in the second half, along with their other Canadian counterpart, Ottawa. So I just don't love it. But Shea Weber's been great for people so far who, who held on to him. Um, but for me, he's, just, he's not legit. Um, at least not this pace. But again, huge bonus for anyone who grabbed him this late in the season. Uh, I mean, like, obviously this pace is a little bit crazy, but he is averaging, like, 3.5 shots on a shot right now, which is amazing to see from a defenseman. Uh, honestly, given his uh, career shooting percentage, he could still add another 50 goals the rest of the season here. So I actually think that Weber could get to 20 as long as he stays healthy, which I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, it'll slow down a little bit, but I think he's pretty legit uh, just because he shoots a ton. Locked into massive minutes, but I think he's also a bit of a sell-high candidate just because uh, Montreal's team we do expect to take a bit of a step back, and I am not totally sold that Shea can make it through the entire uh, regular season. So I would try to sell high on him a little bit, but I do believe in him quite a bit. Just that shot volume is incredible from a defenseman. But speaking of incredible, Blue Stones, probably <laughs> as incredible as they get. Enjoy them for 60 seconds. We'll see you back here in 60 seconds, and when we get back, we're going to talk about a lot of players you guys are probably pretty frustrated with, and we're going to talk about whether they're going to turn it around. Basically, we did your very fucking legit in the first half, and we're going to see how legit some of these struggling guys uh, are in the second half. So, enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you back here in 60 
welcome back to season four, episode seventeen of the Daily Faceoff podcast. As always, we hope you enjoyed those sweet, sweet licks from the Blue Stones. Uh, go after their album, Spotify, Apple Music, Black Holes, uh, Solid Ground, banger, Solid Ground. Yeah, but the album is just called Black. Holes. That is, yeah, but I was just thought, I thought the song right. is Black Holes parentheses Solid, Solid Ground. Ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm your co-host Dylan Berthium. Hope you guys enjoyed that Get first half. Uh, a lot of legits and illegitimates uh, going your way. Not too many illegitimates. Uh, maybe two. Shay? Maybe they combine three. A couple not too yeah, legitimate. Get out of here, Shay. Um, now we're going to look at guys kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. Guys uh, mm-hmm. who we probably ourselves would have drafted before the season or just were going off uh, most draft boards in general. Well, uh, and I actually just reached out to like DFO community today and they popped <laughs> off about all these players. Crowdsource. I, I wanted to know today. who they were really disappointed with right now. And these are the names. Most frequent names. Yeah. Got yeah. some ridiculous ones, but some guys um, having career years that yeah. people were mad about. <laughs> but that's, that's all right. And you guys know on this show we like to pump our own tires, uh, but we're not afraid to admit where we might have fucked up before. Uh, so we're not going to shy away from this one. We'll start it off. Kevin Fiala, uh, Biebs, one of our main boys over the last few seasons. Kind of looked like he was going to get more opportunity this year. Hasn't all come to fruition. What do you think about Ken Fiala? Hilarious you transition there because my, my start just says, I'm sorry, boys, <laughs> um, because uh, the shots just aren't there, the stats aren't there, and I just don't think that Kevin Fiala's there as far as fantasy owning goes this year for me. Um, me and Brock had a light little conversation about this earlier. No one in Nashville seems to ever put up crazy fantasy numbers, and when that happens, no one uh, no like outside Like outside of Forsberg scoring. and Arvidsson, really. Exactly. Yeah. Well, when you get that even, much scoring from your defense, it kind of dries up as much as there for yeah. your offense. And when, you, when your game depends a lot on your goaltending defense, right. and you don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. beat teams yeah. five. Nine, yeah, and they're just, they don't play a very up-and-down yeah. style of hockey that you see rack up a lot of points. They play a very, uh, you know, it's rewarding hockey, but it's low risk yeah. in a lot of ways. And speaking of up-and-down, he flies up-and-down that lineup. That's a huge thing. Um, we've <laughs> seen him ride the four. We've seen him play the third line seen him in the top six um it's so hard for me i just i he could turn it around i mean it's not too hard to turn what he started around because it's not the greatest start but um i even get if why he you does, guys are that song it's not for me turn, turn the so beat around, around. um i don't i'm with you babes i'm quickly losing faith in fiala yeah. i just think if he's not doing it now with johansson on the top line i'm not sure he ever will uh, his on ice shooting percentage is right on par with his career mark isn't getting a ton of shots on net uh, and above everything else, just can't crack the top power play unit to save his life. I think that hurts him as much as anything. I just, yeah, there's just not a whole lot that's gone right for him, and even with the opportunity he has seen on that top line, albeit there, it is Ryan Hartman and not Philip Forsberg or Victor Arvidsson on the other wing, um, we would have expected more from Fiala, even if it's just in terms of generating shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just hasn't been there. It's been disappointing to see because he did kind of, or has been getting that uptick in ice time yeah. uh, lately anyway. And the yeah. one we were looking for, yeah. Yeah, we were mad. You know, we, we, we fucked up a little bit on Kevin Fial, but we nailed it on uh, Timo Byer. So, I mean, take, you know, got to take your hits where you get them sometimes. And, yeah, uh, and it was two guys who, uh, very similar situations, produced like, well identical. in a uh, little ice time down the lineup. Um, yeah, one of them just took advantage of the opportunity and kind of their production stayed on pace and the other one is Fiala and you can drop him in all It's formats. crazy because, like, <laughs> you know, you talk, you talk about how he's been up and down the lineup. But really, he's played just about as many minutes as he did last year. Still managed to score 23 goals, 25 assists, which bottom roster type of guy. But yeah. on pace for 20 less shots, 25 less shots actually than last year. Yeah, which but is even like right. the last four or five games, he's been on that top line and just nothing. Not, yeah. So 
I, I don't expect Fiala to turn around uh, at this point because really he's going to be one of the first guys to lose. It sucks too because if he had like five points in his last five games on that top line, we'd be talking about him as like one of the best pickups right uh-huh. now. Like it's finally happening. But again, just like no signs of life. No, so. no none whatsoever. Uh, Eric Carlson showing signs of life though. A little yep. bit. So, but people are still pretty disappointed with him. Uh, obviously, when you draft him as your number, you know, one or two uh, defending overall. Uh, well, I knew you got guys like Chabot, Riley, Giordano, even yeah. Yandel all going off for a point per game. Eric Carlson right now, 22 points, two goals, 20 assists in 34 games, but does have six assists in his last five games. Are those is that a sign of better things to come here in the next couple weeks, months uh, from Eric Carlson? Yep. Uh, for me, 116 shots on the year, only two goals. That's something that's not going to stick around if he keeps shooting like that. He's just going to, the puck's just going to go in eventually. This is ridiculous. He only has two as it is. Um, I called him Cindy Luhu because I don't know if anyone saw his, oh, yeah. his uh, little caution there. The guy loves dressing like a female, which is hilarious. I, I love it because he goes full out, his black swan yeah. Halloween. Anyways, that's not part of this, just pumping his tires. Anyways, <laughs> it was um, a very good Cindy Luhu. I do think it was phenomenal. He always kills it. Yeah. Um, I do believe that he's going to turn it around. Um, this is a team that we were talking <laughs> about. I just want to sing that song every time you guys say turn around. <laughs> well, feel free to. I mean, people might turn the thing off, but. Um, it probably sound better. It's like yeah. Phoebe with the sick voice on Friends. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. This is how we jumpstart Brock's uh, singing career. Yeah. With the turn it around your... segment. Yeah. Um, but Eric Carlson. He's going to open up a smelly cat next week. Yeah. <laughs> Sick cat. Sick uh, cat. I'm, I'm done. Uh, but yeah, Eric Carlson, I think he's going to turn it around. This is a buy low guy for me right now. Um, I like him a lot. Those shots are impressive. It's been a buy low candidate for us for like four weeks. Yeah. Hell yeah, and he's yeah. slowly yeah. starting to work. Like you guys said, uh, I'm on board. Yes, he's going to turn it around or continue to turn it around. Shooting just 1.7% as Beeves talked about. Uh, career 6.5% shooter. Uh, so you expect that to improve. Playing tremendous at 5 5. 59.1 Corsi 4. Highest of his career. 7.6 relative Corsi on a very good Sharks team. Uh, it's pretty impressive, especially when you consider it. Uh, he started on all ends of the ice. He's playing in all situations. Uh, so lack of reduction uh, really is stemmed from the power play. We all expected the San Jose power play to be good this season, and it's converted at a solid rate. But Carlson been pretty unlucky to pick up just nine power play points in the season. Uh, I imagine that sorts itself out as the season unfolds. Uh, so that should kind of get him up back near a point per game. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Eric Carlson. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it's it is really. Eric Carlson. Uh, he started slow. He's still averaging almost three and a half shots per game. No, which is very nice. Uh, that would put him on pace for 164 shots through the remainder of the season. At his career mark of 6.5 percent, that would allow him to add another 11 goals on top of his two right now. 59.1 Corsi four is insane. Plus 7.6 relative Corsi. Like he said, just wild on the Sharks. No less. Yeah. Insane. Uh, there's not much to be worried about here, I don't think. Uh, I guess, like, this is, I think, maybe your last opportunity to try and buy low. The window's probably closed after yeah. adding six assists in five games. Uh, but I would still be, you know, throwing those offers out there. We just talked about a bunch of defensemen that are just on absolute heaters right now. Mark Giordano, uh, Keith Yandel, to name a few, might still be able to swindle uh, an owner for Eric Carlson right now. I just... We've been talking about it for weeks. There's no way to, you know, we're not jumping off the train now. He's finally started to turn it around. Uh, so Victor Hedman, though, not quite as good. 18 points, 4 goals, 14 assists in 27 games. 4 assists in his last 6 games. Turn it around? Yes. I still Just have... like way lower yeah. point total that we would have ever expected. expected. 
where he was drafted, probably top yeah. five defenseman at the start of the year, top three defenseman in a lot of leagues. And the weird thing is that the the Lightning are scoring four goals it, yeah. a game. Yeah. But he's the points aren't there for him. What do you guys yeah, think? It's, he's still on pace for fifty four by year's end, which as we mm-hmm. mentioned is not great from where he well not good at all from actually where you drafted him. But that's fifty four at his terrible pace that he started with. Um I think this is a guy bound to turn it around and even if he just improves things a little bit that jump from 54 to 60 makes him a lot more admirable of a yeah. piece. Um, I think turn it around for sure. Probably like my favorite by low candidate right now. Well, at least as far as D-men go. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, I, like he's on pace for 55 so points, good. like you said. So it's not terrible by any means. Uh, it's a guy who put up, I think, 72 years ago, 62 or something yeah. like that. 72 and 63 last two years. Okay, so right around. It's capable, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, so it's not that far off. Uh, shoot percentage, honest shoot percentage, both a little low. But really, you look since he's come back from his injury, it's 14 points in 18 games. Not bad at all. I think it's the pace you can expect from here on out. Um, yeah, so I got no worries about Hedman, to be honest. He's really been good since he came back. Yeah, he has been good since he came back. Uh, shot volume's down a little bit, but uh, not overly concerned, I mm-hmm. think. He just got off to a really slow start, and it's you're just going to probably slowly beat itself out. Uh, and it's going to hurt the season-long totals. He'll probably end up with 60 points, I would imagine, uh, be- just because of the slow start. He should be good from here on out. I wouldn't fret about it. Definitely a quality buy-low candidate. Uh, I'm going to skip a guy here just for a moment because I'm going to stick with a couple of defensemen here. Dougie Hamilton, really disappointing in Carolina so far. Just 10 points, 3 goals, 7 assists in 32 games. We don't love the stat, but it counts for fantasy. Minus 11 right now. Uh, do, you, do you guys see Dougie Hamilton turning it around? No. Big time no for me. Not big time no, but um, he's just not the offensive stud that people thought he was or that the other two guys mentioned before. Or, yeah, two guys mentioned before were. His career high in points before this season was only 50 points. We talk about that being a back end of your roster. Um, if you're in a 3D-man league, that's a bottom of your roster guy, and that's his career high. Um, again, he was on Calgary, so a little, uh, little change of scenery here. But we talked about it with Elias Lindholm. Maybe the points aren't there in Calgary. Uh, or, sorry, in Carolina. Um, this guy has a ton of shots with 109. And I'd kind of be a hypocrite if I mentioned Eric Carlson having 116 and only two goals and not mentioning Dougie Hamilton's 109 and three goals. I do expect an improvement there. Um, but his career average is only 5%, which is not that great. And really only a 2% improvement from his 3% this year. Even if he does improve that. I don't have him being that much of a of a stud. Even if he finishes the year at his at his career best numbers, he's still gonna not really roster a spot on my roster. So for me, no. Yeah, I, I think if you're in trouble, um, you can still justify hanging on to him. But I understand why you would just want to cut loose at this point. Um, just 20 minutes, 22 seconds a night. It's kind of had the reverse effect going to Carolina than we really expected. Yeah. Uh, hasn't got the uptick in ice Anifin's time. Hannafin's kind of hasn't seen him. the power play time. Uh, and the reason I think why it is still, I think, in the end, he's going to be worth rostering come season end is uh, shooting percentage is 2.8%. On-ice shooting percentage is stupid low at 5.1%. So I think those have to go up. I would feel a lot better about those going up if you played for any team but Carolina, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who have been known over the last sense. year and a half now to shoot uh, at a pretty low percent for the amount of chances and shots they generate. So uh, 
you know, it's there's not a whole lot of upside here uh, just in terms of usage. I, I don't think he gets a whole lot of power play time going forward. I think it would take an injury at this point for him to really uh, usurp Falk's spot on the top unit there. So I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I think we're relying on those 5 to 5 percentages to bounce back, and they should. I just don't think uh, you can put as, as much stock into it as you could on any other team because you got to just look at the trends in Carolina. Has trouble putting the puck in the back of the net. Very bizarre. Uh, I didn't really expect him to be third on the team in terms of power play ice time among defensemen at the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, really hurt his value. I mean, it's not very far behind Jakob Slavin because they play together on the second unit more often than not. Yeah, it's just disappointing. He's got, like, no shot whatsoever on that top unit. Because yeah. it hasn't been great either. No. I mean, I think he still does. I think there's a chance that he could end up being moved up there eventually. But, I mean, they've shown no signs of having any interest in wanting to do that through 33 games. Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand why. I wouldn't buy into it, I guess. But I think you could drop him, and probably no one picks him up. And then, if you really care about it, you could still follow the situation. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm not dropping him just because of the shot volume. I mean, he's a guy that can still, as a, as a defenseman, add easily 10-plus goals through the remainder of the season. Uh, which is insane. I just don't think he does that playing 20 minutes a night. Um, no, but I, mean, I don't know. Like two point eight shooting percentage. I mean, it is Carolina, yeah. but it's just you got to think that it's going. Yeah. To but do you think he gets claimed if you drop him? Yes. Yes. I think so. I would, would put off him. The name, I would. I would pick him up. I pr- it depend if I'm. Hundred, I, if I probably I'm in a would not. But league, most of teams would, are, But if I'm in a three D <laughs> league, yeah. 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 Ten out of six D because I'm just. I think it'd be a tough call. Um, and I don't think anyone could blame you for dropping him, but. On pace for I, 600 shot attempts, which would be by far his career high. Last year was his career high, 506 shot attempts. I'd fire the puck almost seven times a game, just not mm-hmm. all over his head. Like I said, I would expect the percentages to bounce back, but it's like it's hard to you know not factor in the fact that he plays with the Canes, and this happens with every single one of their players. Speaking of shitty teams, Drew Doughty, another defenseman, 18 points, 2 goals, 16 assists in 34 games. Also a minus 11 just three assists in his last nine games. Is Drew Doughty turning it around? Uh, I think it'll get better. I don't think he gets anywhere near the 60 points he put up last year. They were uh, just dog shit. Yeah. yeah, and he's not shooting he's a not lot. That great. He has just six, six shots in 34 games. Uh, it's less than two a game after he fired 205 last season. Shooting percentage, on ice shooting percentage, are both sitting pretty low right now. So that's where I expect it to get better. Uh, but I, I, I just think there's a cap on your production when you play for a team. Uh, like the Kings, but there's a little offensive talent there up front. There's only so much you can do uh, from the back end. Uh, unless you're Eric Carlson playing for the Sens. But Drew Doughty is not that. Yeah. So I just think his upside is really, really limited right now. Yeah, he's never really been a fantasy stud. Even last year when he had his 60 points, it was with 50 assists on the back end. Um, not shitting on 60 points, but his his career average is 44 points a season which he's on pace to actually do this year as he's on pace for 44. So I really don't see him, you know, this is nothing different for Drew Doughty. He's one of those guys, don't get me wrong, he's, he's, he's arguably one of the best defensemen in the league, but translating it to fantasies, the Jonathan Tays, where it's, it's sometimes that real-life production doesn't translate to fantasy production. Um, and again, guys draft this guy early every single year thinking that he's a stud. And this team, he, he is in real life again, but not in fantasy. This team doesn't score enough goals. It's a total shit show in L.A. right now. It's going to continue for the rest of the year. I don't see much changing. Drew Doughty's just, uh, I see him keeping this pace up. And like I said, if he does, he still ends with 44 points, which is only one point off of uh, what he did two years ago on a full season. So for me, 
I don't see much changing. Yeah, it wasn't really too hard to see this coming. Uh, last year was an outlier. Kings aren't a very good team. I had them as a non-playoff team coming into the season. Definitely not going to be there at the end of the season now. Uh, we had them projected for 50 points on DFO, on pace for 44, like he said. Uh, I think there is still room for improvement. I still think that he probably could get to 50. Uh, just needs a couple extra points here and there from what he did the struggling first half. But, uh, you know, still worth rostering. But the problem with Drew Doughty is you drafted him probably way higher than you should have. You and 50 do. points just isn't going to cut it. Uh, I I think, though, that there is still potential here to to trade this guy for something serviceable just because there are those very uh, you know casual fans out mm -hmm. there who hear the name Drew Doughty and it. think he's a stud yeah. so if you do own him I would definitely be trying every, you know my hardest to move him and, and see if you can you know, get a serviceable defenseman back uh, somebody that could top 50 points uh, moving forward Drew Doughty probably not that guy speaking of the Kings though We've got Jonathan Quick, just two wins in eight games with a 277 goals against average and a 912 save percentage since returning from his knee injury. Uh, the Kings are bad. We just addressed that. So, is Quick fucked? Um, Moving forward, like, uh, it's tough because I want to give credit to the fact that he's been, like, as consistent as any goalie in the NHL for the last five or six years. Um, but we all know how goalies are. You know, they, they bounce, their play can really. Uh, fluctuate from season to season and when they get old and when they age they tend to get old fast um, so I don't know if this is the start of that happening for Quick I, I think it's been really tough for him to get into a groove with the injury um, and everything else he really hasn't played uh, that many games to this point uh, and on top of everything else the Kings look absolutely terrible this season so I'm not sure it'd be worth playing their starter on most nights anyway um, so yeah like, like I said in his defense one of the steadiest goals in the NHL on a year to year basis he's posted a 9-15 or better in each of the last five years. He's really consistent in that regard, or at least he has been. But he is getting older. The Kings aren't that good. I think he gets better. Uh, you know, I wouldn't drop him. Yeah. But I just don't think it's even going to be worth playing him on most nights regardless. So you you think he's more of a, like a fantasy number three at this point? You Would would you trust him as a number two? Uh, no, I'd want like a really solid third goalie if, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It'd have to be. You need like reliable... Uh, options elsewhere because there's going to be a lot of nights where uh, you're just not going to want to play Jonathan Quick. We wrote about it on DFO to start the season that you know he could still post strong splits, uh, but his win totals just aren't going to be there. Mm -hmm. and, and we saw this coming, but yeah, it's to me it's it's Carey Price of last year. It's it's a good goalie who's just on a terrible team, um, and you're just not going to get the numbers, and you're going to get a you know nine ten, maybe a little bit better than him last year. Just you know, nine, the, the problem with him is. You want to play goalies that you think have an opportunity to win games, and you just—it's just not going to happen. Like, how many matchups do you see the Kings going into where you're like, you know, tonight, tonight, where they can win? Like, it's so few and far between. Yeah, and well, like, you, there's and, a and, decent. You know, and he can still post good splits. Yeah. He can still help your goals against average. He can still help your save percentage. But it's like almost a, not worth playing him. Well, I think he's worth owning in the sense that there's a decent amount of games where you wouldn't feel bad about playing him. Yeah. Like. They might not be likely to win, but they have a shot at winning, and he's probably not going to get let up, so you can put him out there. Uh, but yeah, it's been... It's hard to trust as a number two, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you can trust him as a number two if you got Vasilevsky or somebody that's going to win, uh, yeah. you know, 40 to 50 yeah. games. And then you could probably get away with, you know, uh, streaming the third spot Yeah, at that point. But yeah, you're going to have to get creative if you're really relying on this guy for starts. Let's uh, keep it in the West Coast and between the pipes here. Cam Talbot, a guy that I was... Uh, 
pretty upset with a couple weeks ago. Turned it around a little bit. Uh, 792 with a 322 goals against average, 894 save percentage on the season. But 2-1-1 with a 295 and 910 under Coach Head Kitchcock. That's not even good. Can I say Head Kitchcock? Head Kitchcock. No, it's Jesus. not good at all. That's like mediocre. Yeah, We're getting pumped mediocre. up about like one decent That's start. That's super Cam Talbot. <laughs> Obviously, Miko Koskinen looks like a guy who stole the That's job shit. in Edmonton. Are you guys, uh, you know, any faith here in Cam Talbot turning around, or is this just Miko yeah. Koskinen's job to run with? I don't know if you could hear us sounding like the old man from the Muppets there, but um, <laughs> no. Uh, personally, 31 years old, he's never been um, a stud since he's came to start. Ed had Hitchcock. 9-10 is just about what we expect from Cam Talbot, <laughs> if not worse. Um we talked about how you don't necessarily want to own both goalies in Koskinen and Talbot, so I definitely wouldn't really want to own Talbot. Um, I think Koskinen's taking this job. He's running. He had a shutout last week against Vancouver. He's just playing unbelievable. Um, he's so freaking big. Yeah. So and like nobody really saw this coming because he was absolutely like he was great in the KHL, but Terrible he was like legitimately the worst goalie I've ever seen in the preseason. Like just get his legs, get his feet wet, bro. He's but, a smaller yada yada. But Kenny Hitchcock really. Uh, Really fixing things out in Edmonton right now. So you guys, you guys, good with still dropping Talbot. I'm not good with saying Ken Hitchcock is fixing things. I'm because... also not good with that. <laughs> I don't. You think were the I... only guy that said they were going to make the playoffs last week, though, too. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I think they were fine anyway. I don't think the coaching. Maybe it changed uh, something. Inside. It helps goaltending for the goaltending purposes. Uh yeah, maybe. But did you see the bullshit about how like McDavid's got this many points? He's like he's got 14 points in 12 games since Hitchcock was coach. Like that's like his career pace. Yeah. Like, yeah, super. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, yeah. Talent's been terrible for like two years now. Koskinen's been great. I, I just don't think there's any reason to assume, uh, number one, that Talbot's going to get anything close to the starting job uh, anytime soon. And number two, that he would play well even if that happens. So uh, I got zero interest in Cam Talbot. Go back to you again here, D. We're going to stick between the pipes with our last goalie. Matt Murray looked good in his return to the crease the other day, but you are the biggest Casey <laughs> Smith truther I've ever met in my life. So <laughs> true. This who- is true. Do you uh, own a Casey Desmond uh, jersey? Uh, not yet. Are we buying back in that the early season struggles for Matt Murray were more tied to his injuries, and we can expect a little bit better, albeit most likely in a everyone just wants to forget strict, that Matt Murray was dog shit last season too, right? So we all just want to pretend even if he does play well. <laughs> he still had those first two great years. It's getting to the point where he's been as bad for as good as, or for as long as he was good. Yes. Um, so I, I just think. We, ha- we all have a little bit too much faith in Murray. Everyone probably but me. Uh, I just don't have his chance to turn it around. Uh, as you pointed out, Brock, I think he has legitimate competition in Casey to Smith. Uh, and I just, this time coming back from injury, I, I don't think they're just going to give the net back to Murray as long as DeSmith's playing well. Uh, which I don't know if it continues. It's, he's showed absolutely nothing else but good play in his career, as I say every week. Um, and Murray has been mediocre, if not bad, for the better part of two seasons now. Uh, like I said, flashed a lot of talent early in his career, uh, but we're two years removed from all that now. I think even if his play improves, I imagine DeSmith still sees a good amount of work moving forward. Uh, so I'm not crazy about owning Matt Murray right now. I would obviously not drop him in any formats. Uh, it's the same tangent I went on about Casey DeSmith. The Pittsburgh Penguins goaltender is going to be worth owning either way. I think there's obviously a chance that Murray gets the job back before too long. I think they really want him to get the job, uh, but I don't think it's a point where they're just going to force it back on him. Uh, last season, you know, Yari and DeSmith both played better than Murray uh, when he was out, and when he came back, they still just kind of forced the net back to Murray, and he never played as well as they did over that stretch. So yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year. What about you? 
Yeah, they got to do whatever they can he's to win. He's such a truther, eh? He's such a man. He's such a Smith truther. He he's loves the Smith. He's went off in his yeah. whole podcasting yeah. career. Every Casey. time we bring up to Smith, he just can't he loves help himself. It. Loves him. Well, it just gets better. He's weak. He just keeps playing well. Someone has to. Lost tonight, though. Um, yeah, he played well, though. I have two saves. Matt Murray will turn, but only a little bit. And me saying he will turn means that he... That means that he's turning around what's been an absolutely terrible start at 893 save yeah. percentage. Um, so, as Dee mentioned, he's not going to get the starts we expected at the beginning of the year when we drafted him. He's not going to get the wins. Um, obviously, that goes with the starts. But if there's anyone who is going to a team that can turn it around and go on a hot streak, um, it is Murray and Pittsburgh. Um, as you mentioned, people are sticking way too hard to those beginning years, but... It is something that we do have to think about. Sometimes yeah, I like to think goalie, he's that goalie, right? yeah. but I also think he's very hurt this year. I think this year is going to be a big wash, um, and they're going to be careful with them. This is your long-term goalie I think goalie that option. this is, like, whatever. They got, like, 50, 48 games yeah. left in the season. Like, this is going to be about as strict of a platoon if Murray stays healthy oh, yeah. as it could be. Like, yeah. they're going to split it 50-50, 100%, and just ride the hot hand in the playoffs. Uh you know, I think that a lot of can wait till Casey Smith lifts the cup. Yeah, maybe it's it sounds a lot. It sounds a lot like the early season struggles uh, were tied to injury. So I would expect him to be a lot better than he was at the start of the year. But I mean, that's really not saying much. He was just total garbage yeah, at the start yeah. of the season. Uh, even if you want to say you know, his it, struggles for the last like yes. year have been due to injury, he just gets hurt all the time yeah. too. So. But like, and, and I I'm not even. I'm very true through it all. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I would I'm coming, say it's I'm more coming, around, I, I'm coming around yeah. a little bit to the Smith as well, but I think that both of these goalies are still going to continue to struggle keeping the puck out of the net because the Penguins are just terrible defensively. Uh, I think there's still going to be room to, for them to win a lot of 4-3 games. It's going to happen, but they're going to not have the greatest goals against average. They're going to have not the greatest save percentages, which... DeSmith continues to have like a 923. He's been very strong. There it is. And you know, maybe this maybe I should rephrase that. I think there's room for them to have a strong save percentage because yeah. they're gonna face so many shots. Yeah. The GAA is gonna be elevated though, because that is a terrible defensive hockey team. So I think Murray has a lot of uh, a lot of upside moving forward in terms of the win category, but I still don't love him. Uh, and I would say goals against average on a week to week is a lot harder to rely on than save percentage. Yeah, oh, uh, or obviously and that's wins. fine. I, you know, I, I have really, even the good goalies. You know, the shit fluctuates a lot of it. It has to do with shit that's out of their control. Goals against average, save percentage, very much in their control, uh, and then wins. All and week, anyway, and each week that passes, I I talk to you every day about how much more I'm buying it into Smith. <laughs> I, and I it, slowly it's very, moving him up it's the rankings. Very, the it's very evident when you go on dailyfaceoff.com and look. At the uh, at what I'm writing about this with because it's mo- it, you know it's more positive than it is negative uh, lately, but uh, yeah, there's just one more guy. Sorry, two more guys I want to talk about before we head to the roads. Uh, the first one being Wayne Simmons, ten goals, four assists in 31 games. We talked about Wayne Simmons at the start of the season being a bust candidate, uh, mainly because of the addition of James Van Riemsdyk, but for some reason. Uh, well, first of all, Reeves, Van Riemsdijk was hurt at the start of the season. Terrible. But now that he's even healthy, Van Riemsdijk's barely even Terrible. cracking the, uh, the top nine, it seems like. Although, where all of Simmons' value used to be tied was top power play usage, and that's going to Van Riemsdijk right now. So do you guys have any faith in Simmons turning this around? Uh, you know, started no. showing decline last year. No. Um, my only faith is that he gets traded to the Maple Leafs, where he then gets top six minutes. And, <laughs> um, no, uh... Right now, for me, like you mentioned, not on top power play. It's been moved around that lineup. I don't love him. 
at this moment. But uh, if he gets traded, become a big Wayne Simmons fan, depending where he ends up. Big uh, if. Yeah. No, he's just too far buried down the lineup. Like you said, Brock doesn't get the power play time. Uh, I I think, like Beavs, he could still score at a 30-goal pace uh, if he got the proper usage. Uh, but it's just not there for him in Philly. Uh, so as long as he's on the Flyers, he's not on my fantasy team. Uh, yeah. Who we got next? Please? Absolutely not. My boy, Vladimir Tarasenko, not off to a great start. Nine goals, 11 assists in 31 games. D, yeah. I know you're excited about this one. Probably more excited than you are about Casey <clears throat> Smith. Let's yeah. hear it. Don't uh, some shade, dog. I'm sure as the listeners know, I was not the highest on Vladimir Tarasenko uh-huh. coming into the season. He might get traded. Can you believe he's on the block? That's wild. Like, he's going to get sold for so Dude, Pareko, too. They're like, they're selling, they're like uh, rebuilding, or they might look at rebuilding. They're so, like, why, they're so, why is Pareko the guy to move? Yeah, they're so bizarre, too, because like a week ago, I was like, they might tra- trade like Jordan Cairo to the Red Wings for Jimmy Howard. And then like a week later, like, y'all can have Tarasenko <laughs> and Pareko. Fuck it. All those. Um, Petrangelo. <laughs> I think it gets better uh, for Tarasenko, but I think until they really figure that power play out, I don't think he plays above the 66-point pace he put up last season. He's shooting the puck a ton right now, and it's not going in for him. That's going to get better. Uh, But after just 16 power play points last year, we were expecting a big jump in production there. It just hasn't happened. Eight power play points so far this season. That's the main issue with his numbers right now. I don't really see it getting that much better. I don't think the assists will be there. Uh... But like I said, he shoots a lot. He could score at a 35-goal pace still if his shooting percentage starts to regress. But certainly not an end of the first-round pick either way. Um, Why is that? (laughs) What do you guys say about a beep? I don't even want to touch this one. Um, But yeah, St. Louis has been terrible this year. They've let everyone down, including all fantasy owners. Um, And Tarasenko, although he is um, one of the more exciting players on the ice, he just doesn't translate to fantasy. Um, as much as it's it would seem, um, 33-plus goals in his last four seasons, it's hard to say that you know he's going to have a terrible year. But um, I expect a little bit of a, of a turn as he's shooting a career low of 7.8%, almost yep. five points off of his career average. So I would definitely expect that to change it again, four straight years of 33-plus goals. Um, I expect him to improve. Definite buy-low candidate for me yeah, right now. Yeah, massive buy-low candidate. Isn't it weird that they haven't put Schwartzen in... Schwartz, Schwartz, Shen, and Tarasenko back together. Yeah. They're healthy, though. Right. They've been so far. It has to happen eventually. They played together like all of last season. They were phenomenal. The team's done nothing but struggle this year, and they just haven't tried them back together. Like, I thought the whole reason that they got Ryan O'Reilly was so that they could play those guys together, and yeah. O'Reilly could be an amazing second line center, and yeah. Bozak an amazing third line center. Like, that team on paper, if they manage it right, looks so stacked. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get why they haven't tried that yet. It just. They but just like seem the problem set is on like making you, you a rally think like, You would think, again. looking at it, going, okay, this team's going to struggle because, you know, they're losing games 4 3 and can't keep the puck out of that. But they're not even fucking scoring. No. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but Terrace not helping matters. No. Yeah. Terrace on pace for the exact same amount of shots as he had last year 306. Uh, last year, he shot 10.8%, which was under his career average. Uh, 7.8% is definitely under his career average. So. Uh, I think Tarasenko is a guy that scores 25 here in the remaining 50 games, uh, which would give him 34 you, on you the season. You got him getting back to 33? 34. Oh, 34. Let's give him 34. Count it. Credit where credit is due. He, I, you know, I can't. I got to double down here. It's he the can only be way to streaky. go. Yeah. I think 30 is going to be close. I'm going 34. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed Season 4, Episode 17 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. 
As always, I'm your host, Brock Segan. We got Dylan D. Burns with you, Michael Beams Bondi. Uh, quick note, join the DraftKings contest tomorrow. But after that, y'all probably won't hear from us for a little while. Uh, obviously, right after that, we've got Christmas. So we won't be doing a show next week. We would do a show, but it's literally in the middle of a holiday break. Exactly. So we probably won't be back on the mics until a few days after uh, New Year's. Maybe we'll skip the whole Monday thing, jump on on a Thursday or whatever, just try to figure it out. But you will will be back, though. We will be back for sure. Uh, We'll have a doozy of an episode as soon as the break ends. So I'm sure uh, we'll be talking about a gold medal. Yes. Right? We should be. Right? Stacked roster. On the back of Windsor Alert, Mikey DiPietro. Look for him in the World Junior Tournament. Let's hope. Looks and like Windsor Alert, Jackson Nika. Yeah. There's yeah. Windsor yeah. Alerts all over My this dad team. grew up with his dad. They're boys. Yeah. That's we awesome. went to grade school with them, so that was pretty cool. Oh, Jack? I was talking yeah. about Mikey. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that, yeah. So, you That's know. awesome as well. Little connections here and there. Anyways, World Junior Hockey, best time of the year. Excellent stuff. So, anyways, yeah. won't see you guys till after the holidays. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm Brock Seagan, Dildy Burke, Michael Beach Bond. See you guys back here in a few weeks. Happy holidays. Turn the team around. Peace. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your heart out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground, black holes, solid ground, a thousand voices set on free. at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.